Hello and welcome to Table for Five with no reservations. Take a seat at the table for a fresh, sweet, salty, tart, and pleasantly bitter conversation. Thank you for taking a seat at the table. Tonight, we're going to do a standalone episode. We wanted to touch on our perspective on inclusion. It's a big topic in our lives and in our community as a whole. And I wanted to just start out with the definition of inclusion. The practice or policy of providing equal access to opportunities and resources for people who might otherwise be excluded or marginalized, such as those who have a physical or mental disability and members of other minority groups. So we're going to touch on that topic tonight. Break it down. Tonight I have Rachel. Hey. Jamie. Hi. Kim. Hi. And Jen. Hello who we actually have to congratulate also on this podcast because she just dropped a supporter page on her Facebook, Keeping Up With Kaya. So if you follow her, go check out her (laughs) new supporter supporter page. You can join that. So congratulations. Thank you. Well, Rachel, do you want to start out with... um, what you what what's your take on inclusion? (laughs) You know, it's a funny thing. I think that um, just to refresh, my daughter Celie is six. I think big things that play into our perspective is that, well, first at baseline, Celie and I are both adopted. And so I feel like in part we're this variety of person plopped into a different dynamic in a certain way that sort of defined my view on what people need and who people are and what at your core you might need adjusted just because people are different and, and like in a small and yet fundamental kind of way outside of both being adopted, Celie is autistic and Celie also has fetal alcohol syndrome. Additionally, she was just diagnosed with bipolar. She has anxiety. We deal with some sleep stuff. And so her range of awesome versus struggle or grace versus inability or her disability and how like devastatedly affected my daughter is by some of those things that sometimes makes the scale of inclusion really complicated for me. So like inclusion to me isn't about equality. It's about equity. It's about supporting my daughter very little when she doesn't need help and supporting her a great deal when she does need a lot of assistance, I feel like there's parts of her that are two years old, like the struggle that she carries and the ability to cope. And there's other parts of her that are really dialed in and wicked smart and ahead of her curve. And I don't know. I mean, I just, it makes it complicated to ask for help and to be able to expect that people could meet our need. With that being said, if it was inclusive, like it still doesn't make Seely capable of going into a place, even if it was quiet enough, even if it was carts that don't squeak for by the grace of God, even if it wasn't anybody's else making sound besides her YouTube, it, you know, whatever. Like, even if all of these accommodations were made for her, she still might not be capable. So it's hard. It's hard for me. I don't know. I just read a thing right now that says diversity is having a seat at the table. Inclusion is having a voice and belonging is having that voice be heard. And that's Liz. I'm going to spell this uh, F-O-S-S-L-I-E-N. Foslin. Liz is not necessarily my homegirl before I read that. 
<laughs> now she is. It's beautiful, hey? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. yes. There's just so many layers to inclusion. I don't know. I'm, it leaves me feeling like it's so situational. And how yeah. does the world accommodate that? Yeah. So that's my thing. I always say for me, inclusion is not meeting in the middle. I think a lot of people think that's what it is compromising on, you know, the typical side or whatever side, and then bringing the person in that normally wouldn't be involved. To me, inclusion requires education, which is the hardest part Yeah, people have to learn. And that education has to be a base by base. It can't just be all special needs. It can't be all down syndrome. It can't be all autism. It has to be person by person. And so you're asking a lot of effort of those people. And when you think of what autism could be, it could be a need for a ramp. It could be a need for an adult size changing table in every restroom in the world. It could mean so many things, dim lights, sound. I'm sorry to cut you off, Jamie. It's just like so many layers. And even those things, like having adult changing tables. Well, that could help with autism. That could help with people in wheelchairs that could help with a, a myriad of like things. So Maybe it's worth it to have that because you're covering a lot of different people and helping them out instead of them having to be on the gross bathroom floor to be changed, you know? That seems like a goddamn right. Yeah. And so it's just so messy because it's like everything has to be looked at. You can't just be like, you can't just put an, a sign on the door that says we're all inclusive, but you can put a sign on the door and be like, hey, we have this and we have this and we're going to try our best to let yeah. you fit in here. Like, I mean, I think a lot of us think of school and I think when the inclusion thing first came in, it was this big deal. It was like, we're going to put these kids in the classroom. It doesn't work. (laughs) And I mean, it can work for some kids. And in our case, like my son will be in an autism room most of the time. And then they're going to slowly work him, try to get him used to being in the typical classroom. And then if it doesn't work, but to include my son in school, to have that inclusion for him, to include him in the classroom. He needs his own space. So he needs that other room. It's not like you're rejecting him. He needs a space to stem. He needs a space to regulate. He can't do it around everyone else. So it's just, it's a lot more complicated than being like, well, it's just putting everyone together. You know? Right. Yeah. When I think of inclusion, I always think of like the feelings behind it. Like I know for a fact, all of us at some point have felt excluded from a situation, you know, like, or not honored even. Yeah. The one thing that I think I always float back to is like before your kids are diagnosed and you're trying to get them into daycare. And then you have these conversations with the daycare providers over and over and over again about how your kids aren't fitting into the classroom, but there's no accommodations or changes to the classroom to help them because it's daycare. It's not like a requirement for them. And some do, and I'm not saying all daycares are like this. I'm just saying in the general scheme of like what we've experienced with Montessori school, it's not just daycare, Montessori school, specialized programs, all that kind of stuff. We felt excluded because we didn't have an umbrella of a label to explain what the development was going on at the time. So when I think of inclusion, I always think of like providing a place where someone feels like they have an opportunity to do what they need for themselves and their children. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be like you have to be all together. If you have a separate room where my son can go decompress and still participate in the activity if he needs to, to me, that's inclusion. He's going to be starting Miracle League in the fall here, which is great because we haven't had the opportunity to have him do sports previously. And that's going to be all kids who have some kind of, you know, disability or 
category. It's the best ever. Yeah. So, I mean, to I me, could that, go that, soapbox on the Miracle League. And it gives him the opportunity to be himself with people who probably won't have that judgment if it was like neurotypical and other kids. Like it just gives him an opportunity to be himself. So I consider that inclusion. But I also... Yes like I'm on the side of, I do want him exposed to being out in the world with other neurotypical peers and, you know, because he's not going to be in a bubble forever. Right. For his right. Whole life. So, yeah. right. Yeah. So I consider that inclusion too. It's like, it's so hard, like under the umbrella of inclusion, what it looks like. You're right, Jamie. I mean, it's like for the individual, right? Because my son has different skills than my daughter does. She might be fine in one setting and he might not, you know, right. So. Well, you think even about the sports thing, it's like in a typical sport, you know, I think maybe at mine and Tabitha's kids age five and six, like maybe you could do this where you, like, we actually kind of did it with soccer where you go try to do like yeah. a typical and like, it just, you feel so excluded because like, like I've talked about this before, like I'm in there with my kid and I'm pulling him off the floor and I'm trying to refocus him and get him to focus on playing soccer. And it would just be nice if in that moment, those parents and those coaches, the coach actually with that was really great, but like the other people around you were just, just letting him try. And then, you know, I, I did come to the conclusion and I could come to the conclusion that it wasn't going to work, but there was just immediately that judgment from the other parents that like, oh, you're messing this opportunity up for my other kids. And it's like, well, just let him try. So I can see if he can do it because if he doesn't get the chance to try to see if he can do something then we mm -hmm. always are going to have to fall back on the things that are designed for the special needs, which are amazing and great, but it's like, just give us a chance. We have to be in the world too, at some yeah. point, you know? Mm -hmm. So here's, here's where I, I'm torn on that. So one, Jamie, when you said meet in the middle, um, or it's not in the middle was a little profound because it's like, it's a great way of explaining it. But Tabitha, when you read the actual okay. definition about it, inclusion it also shifted yeah i'll be right there honey to pick up your plate from dinner because you won't bring it to the kitchen um uh, it also shifted a little bit of of what i thought perhaps it only was so here's kind of my take on it my daughter is in going into grade six kimmy your eons ahead of me even though i'm so much older than you but anyway um <laughs> so, so i'm a little bit ahead in the school thing and so i just pulled my daughter from public education i want to be clear she had a fantastic teacher fantastic education assistant fantastic principal it's not always been that way i can tell you now i'm very open about the school system it's not designed for our children not to be mm. negative nelly it's just not to nobody's fault they get 30 minutes of autism training i mean listen lady if that's all it took <laughs> anyway, so, you know, they don't know how to handle. So I have two thoughts on that. Here, we don't have special ed classes, so the, the kids are mainstreamed. And yeah, that's great because, like we said, our children have to be around other people. Kaya also learns how to behave properly. She, you know, she watches other people's behavior. She sees yeah. the modeling. She sees the modeling. On yeah. the flip side, these children see her toss desks and scream and hit and bite her arm and sob. And did I mention toss desks? I mean, there's been some, some things, you know, so. And like evacuating classrooms. Yeah, evacuating, that, that puts her on a spotlight. You know what I mean? She got enough to deal with. And then the inclusion part with was, and it stuck out, it'll always stick out to me on sports day. And like you said, Jamie, just let them try. The problem with that was they had her trying in between these races. She doesn't know to run to the chair, sit down, turn around, do one lap and get back up. She has 5,000 people screaming at her, Kaya, you're making us lose. This isn't fair. She's on our team. She lost oh. her mind. 
she scratched her E, not, not the one she had forever. Um, just, I just clawed this woman. But a parent said it was so heartbreaking to watch. They said, you could see her physically starting to oh. crumble. She's like, Jen, the kids were screaming what? at her. You're making us lose. So how is that inclusive? How does that, how is that help my daughter? Helpful, right. Right? So I'm a, very torn on three classroom and I could not, like, I am passionate about that, where we're at. Like, let's lay a foundation. I don't know. I know it's, it's, I don't think there's one ant one. It's a one size fits all, you know? Yeah. Hell no, there's it's not. not. One, You're right. Yeah. Because for some people, that's what they want. I mean, they want their children in with the mainstream kids. They want them. And they might with, be able to, they might be able yeah, to. You know what? Kaya yeah. has another little boy that's been in her class for three years in a row. And he is literally the definition of high functioning. You would not know this child has autism. You just would never know. He plays hockey. He travels. He's verbal, he's got his friends, he does all the typical things. He just struggles emotionally. But if you didn't know, which I know because I know his mom, but yeah. uh, nobody knows if the kid has autism. You know what I mean? He can blend in with everybody. <laughs> My daughter cannot. And it really just, it, it, it just like, you know, we go to dance class and I, and I told you ladies this, you know, the kids look at her like she's a freaking space alien because she's like, hi kids. And you know, she wants to dance with the kids so desperately, but I pay for private classes because <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so it's inclusive and it's not, you know? Inclusion can be isolating, you know? Very isolating, yeah. Mm -hmm. Plus yeah. it's bullshit that you have to go pay for private. Yeah. It is, it's not inclusive because I need that. It's not like, listen, I'd have my kid in $17 swim lessons, but we have to talk yes. about $45 ones. That's an option. It's nice that you have the option, but it's bullshit. That's like us. Like we can get funding through our state for those private swim lessons. I made those fine. numbers up. If you're in Washington County, just stand out. I'm just saying it. <laughs> <laughs> way more than that. Um, yes, they are. <laughs> like our state will do that. Like you, you have to apply for a program, a blah, blah, and you could get like funding for that, but it just sucks overall that you have to jump through all this hope to get funding to pay some place for private lessons because we could use that funding for other things, but like our kids need to know how to swim. Well, and it's more paperwork. Oh my God. Death by paperwork. Like seriously, we have to jump through 17 hoops yeah. to get the swim I just lessons. saw your story. <laughs> freaking paperwork is killing me right now on the opposite side when a place is inclusive to the needs that you need not mm -hmm. necessarily the definition of inclusion it has the opposite effect on you as a person like when you can do something for your kids yes. that you want to do for them we just had <gasps> nixon's birthday oh, yeah, party yeah. it was fantastic this place wasn't fantastic his friends were there it was a five-year-old birthday party period mm -hmm. that was it we went there, showed up, amazing. All the kids had fun, cake, ice cream, left with presents. It was a five-year-old's birthday. And not only what it meant to me, but it, what it meant to the other parents who got to bring their kids to a five-year-old's birthday party was yes. everything, yes. everything. And not have to worry. And not have to worry. Mm -hmm. And you walk into a lot of those scenarios, like so anxious about how it's going to go. Like, are we going to have to shut this down after 30 minutes? We yeah. might just have to leave and that's fine. You get used to those kind of things. But when you get this inclusion, that isn't necessarily the definition of what everyone thinks inclusion is possibly, it can really impact 
your demeanor and how you're feeling at the time and get you through the next two, four, eight, whatever months. Mm-hmm. Because you can look back Don't and you be feel like-, like it's the same as the first time you experienced Disney where you're like, or some sort of like elevated customer service experience like yeah. Disney is where, where every need is tended to, or yes, ma'ams or whatever. Like it's so impactful that you can yeah. wait until next year to have that level of awesome again. Yeah. I just sent us a picture of this small business when I don't know where I found this picture on Twitter. I might have to go back in and edit this, but it it says the company is called my small world baths, famous toy store. Okay. Bath something. It says we are proudly ASD friendly. We can turn down the music, turn down your lights, give you space to be you. We never, ever worry about excited play noises, outbursts, or meltdowns. Let us know what you need and how we can help. And while I'm like, hello, I'm going to Google you and buy some silly toys made of wood that are too expensive. I'm also like, you know, these signs hang all over the Twin Cities and maybe everywhere, but like an artist collaboration did this. We are all welcome here, like rainbow Mm -hmm. scheme, whatever. I, even if that's true, and I know that that's like, a a prideful LGBTQ, all the rest of the wonderful people that need representation oriented thing, or in the Twin Cities, there's a lot of like race oriented things about inclusion and equity and all of it right now, especially, uh, I still need to ask for the accommodation. Yeah. And as Celie's mom, who is like, call her a snowflake, call her her own self, call her a place on the spectrum. You can honor that she's on too. You can add mental health in it and just let it get weirder. Like there's so many things, but I still need to ask, is that yep. enough? Is that what equity is? Is that the best thing that ever happened? Cause at least now people know that they should answer to a mom that asks you to turn down the GD music or yeah, yeah, I do that. I have no, I do no too. problem doing I do too. I, yeah. I play the at a restaurant, I, anywhere yeah, we'll go, whatever. I have no problem saying, hey, can you? Yeah. yeah. Well, I just have to loop But you back still have to ask. Quick. I just have to give a shout out to Pump It Up in Scottsdale. If you ever need a birthday party, please choose that place. Because yeah, you said you, they were fantastic. You can have a very sensory friendly experience. Pump It but Up. But you, you made me think when you said about birthday parties and getting invited, Kate, listen, in kindergarten, she got invited to all the parties because it was kindergarten and, you know, but at each party there, as we got into them deeper, it was, I hate, I, my heart would sink when, when you get one. I didn't want to go. I would literally want to vomit. I'm not even exaggerating because it was so hard to take her. All she wanted to do was blow out someone's candles. All she wanted to do was sing happy birthday. Open their presents. Like she she just, it just didn't work, you know? Um, and then eventually she just stopped getting invited to them, but, you know. Well, those differences become glaringly apparent the older you get, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. a three-year-old yeah. on the spectrum or not can do something offbeat, you know, can do something crazy, yeah. can open somebody's present. And it's not going to be the weirdest thing in the world. But right. when you have an eight-year-old doing that, it's a lot different. And the eight-year-olds are going to take it a lot differently. Yeah. Too. And like, I know for like us specifically, like, because she's nonverbal and she's, you know, on the severe end, like even when they have things designated for special needs, they still are not designed for her. Yeah. Like she can't come and do a paint night, like on her own. And some of them would be like, you know, on, they wouldn't even be able to know what to do with her. And it wasn't until we found this dance class and I went back and forth for months, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't think she'd be able to, I think behaviorally she'd be okay, but she wouldn't be able to follow along. Like she wouldn't, 
people don't really know how to handle nonverbal people because they're not exposed to them that often. Yeah. They don't, they're not, they can't gauge what she can understand and what she can't understand because she can mask very well with kind of making it seem like she's understanding you when she has like no clue what you're saying. And then we end up trying it. And and this specific class is an adaptive dance class. So it's all special needs, 13 and up, which you don't see a lot as they get older too. Those things just start like dwindling. And, you know, it's all different levels of special needs. So this is sometimes the problem where it's like, okay, that might be like great for like Kaya, but like Alyssa is just such a different level. But this specifically has an OT and a special education, a teacher who works. She's actually, I think, a, I think she works in the ABA center now, but before she worked in the school as like a para. So they're very, very familiar with special Amazing. needs. But if yeah. it was two regular dance, and it's like, I know we, on one hand, we're criticizing them, but on the other hand, like, two regular dance teachers aren't going to be able to handle a class of special needs kids or aren't going to be able to handle four kids in in a regular class like they're not going to know what to do you know what are they going to do if they push somebody down or start screaming or freak out because when you say disability it could be talking about everything from low muscle tone to elopement it could be Dyspraxia. Cognitive understanding. Yeah. I, I don't well, even yeah. know what you're saying. I mean, it's a lot. You said, you know, if you give Alyssa too many verbal prompts, it confuses her, which right. that does happen with Kaya. She gets upset. She gets confused. She gets, she'll get flash out. So my point is, it's, it's, it's never a negative thing at teachers. They don't get the, they don't get the training. So they don't, yeah. they, they don't know how to. Well, and I think sometimes like there's this idea of expectations for experience, right? Neurotypical mm-hmm. kids who are going to Disneyland for the first time or people who are in a dance class or like for us, swim lessons, you know, like there's an expectation that they're going to take their children to the swim class and there isn't going to be a disruption, So it's on the same side, you know, like their experience is separate from what our experience is, you know, um, and they're paying the same money to participate in that experience. But you can, I feel like you can tell, like Nixon had um, a swim instructor, she left now, but first couple classes, she was like, oh, I just love Nixon so much. He's so sweet. And Nixon's like an advanced swimmer for his age because water. (laughs) just period water and she was always like warm with him and then like the third class she let me know that her son or her brother had Asperger's which I think he was probably diagnosed like 20 years ago when they still had Asperger's but you could tell with her approach to how she was like modifying the class for him and how she was engaging with him and her cues to him that she had experience with someone who real experience yeah needed redirection in a certain way you can't use no no doesn't work for us you know like all of those things you could just observe her and she was like a 19 or 20 year old kid you know Mm -hmm. who had like this amazing connection with him in the water it was like a really beautiful thing but I already had a feeling that she had some type of background or experience. And then it makes sense that she grew up in a household with her brother. So you can feel it, can't you? Yeah, you can. Yeah. I I think think that's the thing with like inclusion too. It can't just be like a teacher, you know, I mean, obviously amazing. Jesse's soccer coach, it was the same thing. We found out her brother, he was also on the spectrum. So she understood, but like, it has to be like within the establishment. Like I get it. Like for like a dance studio to have a dance class for special needs, like that's amazing that that one has like a special education teacher and like an OT. OT, Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and these, and these two girls, they grew up dancing at that studio. 
so they were part oh, of the, that's it. they were part of the studio and they went into these fields and they came back and i'm pretty sure the studio owner has a brother with some kind of special needs and um they actually included the, the class was included in the recital so they take the class and they put it in the recital and let me tell you there'll be a lot of dance students who would want to do that yeah. just because I mean, it can be a disaster. Like, let's just be honest. <laughs> Those things are so long anyway. <laughs> yeah, um, and they, right. they actually go on stage with them and they have some of the kids come in and help assist with the dance. The year we did it was the year it was COVID. And so they didn't get to do it. They did it outside, but like Alyssa went up on a stage and she danced. I mean, I never Whoa. thought I'd see the day. I mean, I wasn't even going to sign her up because I felt like How? I just didn't know. Like, I didn't right. think she'd be able to. And they actually yeah. teach them, like, they teach them actual choreography. It's simple, but not quite simple like I honestly thought they'd be just like waving some ribbons around like <laughs> like I didn't think they'd be doing like they teach some actual moves and she's teaching them things where they have to like cross their body and like move their foot back like things that like require you know that motor planning um Alyssa's good at imitating though that's like a strength she has so she's able to follow along by watching pretty well it was amazing I mean well, yeah. I think there's it's a, something so it, has to come from, it has to come from up top and you have yeah. to be willing, like for one, it can cost money. I get that. Like, yes, mm -hmm. you may have to hire those people who know how, cause like, I wouldn't want to put my son in a situation with like some young teenager. If I'm not there, especially right. have no clue how to handle him. I wouldn't want to put my son in that situation or her in that situation or him, you know? Yes. But like finding volunteers, like taking your time to like, oh, I could go to the local school and see if there's a special education teacher who would help run this class with me or I could. So it's just people have to go out of their way to be inclusive. And I think that's why it doesn't happen a lot. And I get that too. I'm a busy mom. I can't go out of the way for a lot of other people. Yeah. And at the same time, my kid might completely reject you. My kid might go to the first one and not show up ever again. So you might put in all that effort and you have to be willing to be rejected by going to <laughs> yeah. all scoops to help yeah. be some you know like hopefully be included it's it's just like a tricky thing and it's hard and then there's that the whole financial aspect of it too because yeah. now if you're gonna hire yeah. these people that are more experts yeah. they're gonna you're gonna have to pay them more money in turn you're gonna have to char charge the parents more money you yeah. might not have a whole lot of people come out you know what i mean so there's there's all this there's all these moving parts to it that's that Miracle like League has it figured out. We joined for the first year this year with Seeley, and we had seen it uh, like in a couple of different places, but there's one locally. Like we've seen it nationwide, just yeah. not maybe everywhere, yeah, right? But there's amazing. some. And Miracle League, like everyone gets on base, everyone scores, everyone, like when the kid uses the T or the knot or assistance in any other way with full help swinging with whatever whatever accommodation needs to be made they like will bat 13 times until they hit one but eventually you hit one and when that happens the pitcher and all the people on the sidelines start rolling balls out to the rest of the kids through the whole baseball park so that everybody's touching a ball and feeling part of the team and throwing it towards the pitcher or whatever direction you Amazing. throw the goddamn ball like it, it's so cool and I've never cheered so hard I've never <laughs> wanted to know the whole roster of a sports team so bad I've never like just it, I mean that it's is just really incredible cool. that to is be, really cool. I'm so and, excited and the thing is that makes it the same as an OT teaching a dance class is that every kid's parent or supporters or caregiver of some variety 
is there, if they're not, or if they are sitting on the sideline, cause watch your kid play ball. Like there's volunteers that come because it's one day a week and it's only a short season and man, people turn out. It's so cool. Like, it's so cool. Is that inclusion? It is because my kid gets to play ball. (laughs) Yeah. It is not inclusion because it is not little league traditional. We don't have um, a weird, uh, we might have something like that. We don't have miracle league, but we have in, in Vancouver, we have Canucks autism network and it's a a group and they do, I guess like a $40 a year admin thing or whatever. And it's, they release these events every quarter kind of thing. And you register and your top picks or whatever, and it's swimming and it's soccer and it's a train ride or it's whatever it is. The nice thing about going to these things is you're going with all these other families of kids that have special needs. So mm-hmm. if my kid loses her shit on the train, there's 25 other kids in there on the train. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just doesn't matter. And yeah. I find for myself, I don't get as anxious. I don't yes. feel as anxious going somewhere because I know yeah. that she's going to be accepted no matter what happens. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. See, he's rounding third place in a nookie with a blankie <laughs> over her shoulder with her dad holding her hand. Like it, it's it, all of it's fine. It's just yeah. so cool to have moments yeah. among all the experts, all the yeah. parents that get that. Like you said, it's getting to watch, like you'll get, like you get to watch them play a sport. And I, I often feel that when I, like she did a dance recital a couple of years ago, they actually had her come on stage. Like they, she actually went to the actual recital and they, right before the, um, she went on, this is how, like I will get her out to her dance teacher. I mean, her dance studio, the owner, they had them turn the lights down slightly. They had them slightly turn down the music. And then they announced before Kaya took the stage to not, cheer or start off I said oh no 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 cheer my girl loves different praise. autism yeah different different <laughs> bring it on but the fact that she hey mama yes Did Kaya that. yellow chips yellow chips yep mama get them the fact that they made this autism podcast too yeah sorry guys she needs her yellow chips which are ruffles by the way mm-hmm. um was just amazing you know when I was yeah. like it is on stage at a dance recital like a kid went before her, a kid's going to go after. And I got to be that crazy mom, you know, my, my mom, my, my sister in roses. Yeah. We had, we brought roses and it was just this overwhelming <laughs> moment because I just didn't ever think we would get to do uh, something like that. Like you and Kim have me ready to sign my daughter. Oh, I know. I, Where's those freaking tutus? Just the miracle so dance. I was sobbing. I mean, sobbing. I would, oh. I couldn't even see her. I had tears just pouring down because that's just a moment, you know, she was 24, I think, when that happened. Never, I can honestly say I never thought that would happen. So on one hand, it's like you have to sometimes just get out of your comfort zone and get yeah. out of what yeah. you think will work and won't work and at least try. And sometimes it's not going to work and it's not going to be for your child. But like, yeah. you know, and I think it is, it is important to try. And sometimes you have to, in order to try, you have to make the advanced phone call and say, we need the music turned down. We need to make sure the doors are closed or we need whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. You have to do the prep, but in the end, you also get the experience. So it's kind of worth making that phone call to that person, Jim, at the end of the line, who's taken down the notes on what the situation's going to look mm-hmm. like yeah. when you get to see your daughter dance or you get to have a five-year-old birthday party or you you know, get to participate in soccer or baseball or whatever the case may be, make the phone Mm -hmm. call and ask because they might, even if their sign doesn't say we're inclusive, they might 
change that day for you if you make the call and ask them. I just really think. Jen, didn't you recently find out that Toys R Us had like a particular situation with like some autism training and some accommodations and you just say yeah. the word in particular there? Like, yeah, and Toys R Us like, yes, here. I know, over. yeah, they know they've, they're not really around much anymore, but here one day there was a big lineup and Rachel, I went up and I said, there's autism. She cannot wait in this lineup. I don't know why I whispered that. And uh, <laughs> and I think I was trying to avoid the toys for us. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> the lady said, come with me, come with me. And just escorted you. Yeah, just yeah. escorted us right to the front of the line. Well, and I think that's something you learn over time as parents to children who are autistic. Like you find your own voice, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. if I'm sweating, holding a toddler who is autistic and my autistic five-year-old is losing why his... would this sweat always I hate always that. I'm always sweating yeah go. same just Me too. Sorry always to cut sweating. You off. and I sh- shout at you that I need you to open the door just freaking open the door like help the sister door. out over here just open yeah. the door but uh I feel like we get our voice more and more as time goes on you mm-hmm. feel more comfortable asking people things you feel more comfortable shouting at the 16 year old when he tells you you can't go behind the line at the Easter egg hunt and you do it anyway, <laughs> you know, for the snotty six year old at the park, whatever, whatever yeah. the case whatever. I said, this kid's on a power trip. Don't mess this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And like, and um, circling back to Tabitha, you know, your son's potty this weekend. So we did a similar thing. We had all three of our girls, their birthdays are within 30 days. So we rented out this roller skating rink privately and we invited Alyssa's whole class. And a lot of them had said, I mean, Lexi was turning one. She didn't have a whole lot of friends. So like we, <laughs> yeah. we, we had, um, Kara must've been turning three. We had obviously family cousins and stuff like that, but everybody had been familiar with autism, with special needs because of Alyssa. So like, it wasn't like coming to a place where people didn't really know and, and they had a few of the parents had said, thank you so much. Like we've, we've never yes. been invited to a birthday party before. Like, oh. you know, it was, Ugh, I love it was that. really amazing, you know? And like, we, we were the only ones there. So like we could, if we wanted the music, Alyssa doesn't have a lot of problems with that stuff. So we don't really have to worry too much about that. You're kind of in complete control of like, if the music's even on or not, or they do the lights or whatever but it was you know not only amazing for her but it was really amazing for these other families that had never yes in both those situations you guys are the ones who made it inclusive and how like the swim instructor like she knew because she had a brother and that's really where it comes from it's like knowing Mm -hmm. and and if you don't know it's educating yourself on like what you know if you find out your friend has an autistic child And you see this happening being like, okay, where in my life can I like, whether it's just being like, if you're at a pumpkin patch and there's a kid melting down, just not staring or saying, you know, or just Mm -hmm. saying, if if you need any help, let me know. Or if you like run some sort of organization or work for a company to be like, Hey, could we be more inclusive? Like Mm -hmm. that's where it stems from. It's knowing. Yes. I feel like with more awareness and education about autism in general, like there's more places that are adapting to these things. I mean, I've really seen a change in that over the years where before it would be like, Oh, we have a sensory free hour. It's at eight. Like my kid doesn't go to bed till five. We're not going to the trampoline park. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know but I feel yeah. like they're I feel like it's it's coming more I'm seeing it more and more mm-hmm. and people are just more aware where I don't yeah. grocery were. stores here Kimmy that have that 
autism, like sensory friendly hour. Um, oh, really? Four, four o'clock on Fridays, which I mean, it's better than nothing. I, don't, I mean, I'll take her anyway, but she's now she's okay at the grocery store. But yeah, they turned the cashier and the young kid told me, he's like, I love working on sensory friendly days. You don't realize how loud these things ding all day. <laughs> so they turn the sounds off of the cash register. So there's no noise. They turn the debit machine off. So there's like not off, but the sound off. They dim the lights, they turn the music off in this in the store, and they have no cart collecting in that hour. Wow. How amazing great. is that? I yeah. love yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, it's a start, right? Like you said, Kimmy, yeah. it's a start. Well, I was talking to my sister about this birthday party and everything, and she's like, well, the thing is, is that you could do this experience like once a month in your city. I'm like, yeah, if you get like 20 people on board doing this once a month, we'd have all kinds of experiences that we could take our families to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like reach out to organizations to not make it one hour, make it a day at the trampoline park where yeah, we can come at what, yes. whatever hour, whatever time works for us, make it the entire day and just let us bring our kids at 4 PM because you know, we have naps at certain times or we have to eat at or certain me times. At 9 AM because we yeah. go to bed at 4 PM. Exactly. Yeah. We're whatever. A bunch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. We need the whole day so yeah. we can stagger ourselves in <laughs> to your facility. I think really what it comes down to is like our kids deserve to have these opportunities. Yeah. Our yes. kids deserve to be in, in the communities. I think us as parents need to also recognize though, as much as our kids deserve this, that we need to take a step back when it's not working and it's not working yeah. for the other children. And no, mm -hmm. this might be an experience that's better off having a separate experience because it's yeah. it's not, you know, I think yeah. and if everybody can kind of look at both sides of the situation and look mm -hmm. at all the kids and do what's best for everybody, it's never going to be in every situation, obviously. But I think that is what it boils down to. It's so much though, like after awareness is inclusion, after inclusion is equity in, you know, equality equity, whichever you Both. prefer, like, yeah. yeah, but it's, there needs to be advocates. You need to speak up. You need to say why, like people need to, we all have pages. That's what we have in common, like Facebook pages to tell our story. And I'm sure that it started because we needed our family to understand our friends to understand, or we needed an outlet because we've been so isolated or that we wanted to talk to anybody that isn't our family. And we kept it secret from people like just to have a creative space to do that. But it's so much more than that. Like it's every single story. It's every single facet because Celie's experience is different at six than it was at five. Like we happen to be that level of cool where you have no baseline through a whole life. And it's hard to describe and it's hard to whatever. But if we were in a world where people weren't thinking like, oh my God, that kid's walking and talking and as a pacifier, but they saw that pacifier, like a symbol that there's something going on or like a, it doesn't need to be a symbol. Like it should be humanity, right? Like it should be humanity. You just give grace. But since there isn't a lot of that, whether you know, or you don't know what's going on, like just thinking that there's something deeper. It's just, just a lot. business. Mind, Mind your goddamn business. business. <laughs> well, and, 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 and if we're going to be honest, like if we didn't have kids with disabilities, we might not be zeroed into this. Not, right. Might not even realize people right. just don't realize it's not right. something that affects them and their children. It's not that they don't care. It's just that some people just don't even think of it. They're just not, they're not We've aware. We've all probably had people from our lives prior to that are following our stories. Like not that they found us because of autism, but rather they knew us and now see this. 
Yeah. I've had so many people say like, Rachel, you've opened my eyes to this world. I didn't understand. Like every kid in the grocery store is now no longer some prick that I need to like get around quickly. I'm trying to look at the mom in the eye and see if her soul is tired. Right. I'm trying to like hold the baby if somebody needs some help because the other one just ran away. Like I'm going to push your car to the front of the grocery store because what's going on there. You just want to help people when you know. Rachel, yesterday when we were at Chuck E. Cheese. Jen whispers a lot because she can't trigger her kid. (laughs) And this little girl was flapping happy. I mean, she was just, and I said, Rachel, I just looked over at the mom and we had that that yeah. nod and Aww. her daughter loved the same thing that Kaya likes, which vibrate and <laughs> rocks them all mm-hmm. like we're on a rocket ship. And her little girl was just having the best time on this thing. And she was just stimming away. And it was awesome. I love it. Yeah. We had, we had, a um, when we were just in Florida recently, the day that she wouldn't get out of the rental car, she ended up going swimming afterwards, like for like five hours in the, in the pool. They had a beautiful pool there. And she was with my sister and my daughters and I came down and there was a lady sitting there and she's like, can I ask you a question? And my hackles are always like, what? You know, she's like, <laughs> she's like, does your daughter have autism? And I'm like, I'm like, yep, she does. And she asked how old she was. And this lady You're had- still being an asshole. Yeah, she does. This, this Well, this lady was like, oh, she's like, I knew it. She said, I have um, two kids on this. I have three kids, two are on the spectrum. She was having a kid-free time for the first time ever without her kids and she goes oh yeah she goes I was watching your daughter she goes and I was I was watching the other people she goes I saw some of them look at her she goes but then they were nice she's like I was just waiting I was waiting for anybody to like say anything you know she's like ready you know complete God bless her. She's, she's like on her break and she's, she's still like, like ready, ready to, to like yeah she's yeah. like ready to like jump in at any moment so it's just it was, I don't know it was just so oh my I do that so every nice. time if I see a kid that's yes. like on the spectrum or has any other thing where people might be judgy or mean I'm like all of a sudden like me and my husband at Target one time and there was this girl she was wearing headphones and she was like stimming and flapping and we could just tell we like look at her mom and like we're like nerdy like we all we want to say something to the mom yeah we do that wave a puzzle piece we do that too hey mom's like in mode like out in public mode you know I don't want to like interrupt her I don't I don't want to approach them if that's gonna like be hard for the daughter blah blah but yeah. like we're standing in line near them and I'm just like looking around like if anyone says anything if this cashier says anything I would exactly. <laughs> yeah. yes it is so interesting how you get that I just feel like we're tuned into it and so you can tell like immediately and we're not only protective of our children but other children yes don't be mean. the thing when you don't know be... you know yeah yes yeah yeah if... I mean yeah, we all know there's no look to autism. There's no specific right. whatever. But listen, that little girl was fat. There happy. damn sure is. I mean, she was autistic. There was no question. <laughs> yeah. It was a behavioral look. Yeah, yeah it was awesome. Yeah. If you're trying to scan back to the beginning of a podcast while you're driving your kids in, to school in the car, know this is what the quote was. Diversity is having a seat at the table. Boop, boop. Oh. That's not in there. Inclusion is having a voice and belonging is having that voice be heard. Well, this has been great. I love this. I can't wait to see the comments on this one. You guys like come find us on Facebook. If you found us through Apple, find us on Facebook and come be a part of our conversation because gosh, inclusion. We want to hear about your inclusion. The basic takeaway is it can be anything. Just be nice. Let us 
also experience the world with you because we can also teach you things. So we're a lot of fun. <laughs> we are so much fun. And we will also come mama bear if uh, someone has something to say about your kids. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, we will check you next time for our next series. Love Good it. Night. Good night. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for joining the table for this episode on inclusion. If you are enjoying our podcast and wherever you're listening allows, please remember to rate and review us. To join in on the conversation, make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You can also email us at tableforfivepodcasts at gmail.com. Thank you for sitting with us. We can't wait to chat again, and we'll have a new series out very soon. Bye.